and welcome to another week of the Fiber Coven podcast. We're here to talk with you about some yarny stuff and some witchy stuff. I'm Lauren from Valkyrie Fibers. I'm Emily from Kitty with a Cupcake. Hooray! We'll kick it off with some news, which is going to be places you can see Emily. You can see me virtually July 29th through the 31st at the Darksome Art and Craft Market. Um, This is an online virtual market, uh, so I will have a big shop update timed for this virtual market. Uh, You can go to the Darksome Craft website or my website if you just want to shop my stuff, but there's lots of other cool artists. There's over 100 really cool artists. Seriously, everything they have been posting on their Instagram, I have been like, wow, that's awesome. I'm probably going to buy some things from other people at this market. I'm also doing a Instagram live at 4 p.m. on Sunday the 31st with Fennel and Clark, who is a handmade jewelry maker. So that will be fun if you want to come tune in for that. We're like interviewing each other. So it's like artists interviewing artists. It's a fun time. And there will also be a discount code that you can get on the Darksome Craft website. It's just Darksome. You can save 10% on my stuff. And also I am donating a portion of sales to uh, an abortion access fund and so is the market so go check all that stuff out it's super cool i will also physically be in person in seattle at urban craft uprising on august 7th that is like an all-day show i think it's from 10 a.m to 5 p.m um it's gonna be a really fun time i will have all of my pins and swag with me. I will physically be there in person. You can come meet me. I will say hello to you. It will be fun. Fellow Coven member is going to be helping me and be my booth babe for a bit of the time. So that will be fun. Uh, And I'll have some Fiber Coven stickers on hand. So come say hello to me. Why are you laughing? Fiber Coven perk is you get to work for Emily sometimes. Just kidding. This person just (laughs) nicely offered help. (laughs) Yes, it's true. Thank you very much. (laughs) That's great. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Well, finished objects. Did you finish anything? No. Oh my gosh, Emily. So I'm taking this week off of work because I felt like it, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is a thing I'm trying to do more. And I have finished so much stuff. Okay. Have do you, you want knitting, knitting, spinning, or crochet first? Oh my goodness. You're spinning first. <laughs> okay. I finished the yarn that I picked up the fluff for when oh, I was- Oh, wow. That looks awesome. Mm-hmm. So it is a three ply of green tweed and it's like a nice, cool grayish green with tweedy bits that are yellows and darker greens. I think it came to a nice like sport or DK weight. So Mm -hmm. I have 250 grams here. Uh, I originally intended this to be some more shorts for my sweetie, but it's kind of more on the sport side. Like it's like DK slash sport as opposed to like DK slash worsted. So I don't know if that's going to be this destiny, but I'm very happy with the way it turned out. It looks awesome. Damn it. I want some of that fiber now. That looks real good. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do with it if it doesn't turn into shorts. Mm -hmm. What would you do with this? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Is there any like DK top you could make yourself with it? I don't know. Maybe a cardigan. Yeah. I don't know. A little short sleevey cardigan, maybe? Perhaps. I also finished, I spun out of one roll egg. A mini mini. Oh, it's cute. 
I'll be showing off more of this maker stuff in my acquisitions, but I have this mini, mini of just a sample roll egg from Rapunzel Fiber Arts. And this was their Chaos Theory color, which is kind of like a kind of tonal gray with lots of different flicks and flecks of all sorts of nips in there. And I kind of want a sweater quantity of this. Yeah, the, I love it. the little pops of color and texture are really fun. Yeah. And this is like a worsted weight, which I never spin. Mm-hmm. So I kind of want to do a sweater in this. That would be rad. Okay. And that's what I finished for spinning for <laughs> crochet. I've been using up my scraps. I made a little rainbow mug rug and coaster. Oh my gosh, they're, they're so, rainbow. so cute. I love them. Mm-hmm. This is just that uh, mosaic crochet that I've been doing that's just basically looks like little rectangles of color. Mm-hmm. And I just did a little faded rainbow and I don't know. I think I might keep these. They're cute. They're very cute with little little tassels on the end. Yeah, and you have little black border on the end. So they're kind yeah, of like little black little borders. Dark rainbows. Yeah, little dark rainbows. I think I'm I think I might keep these. Or I don't know, they I might include them for like giveaway packages. I don't know. They make me happy. So I did that. (laughs) My goodness. This is my last finished object. I promise. I also finished the truchet, not truchet. Oh, yes. My truchet baby blanket. Just the thing that I Yeah. I just did a single crochet border with the. I think that looks really nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because that was the color I had the most of. And it looks really good. It's about two feet by three feet, I would say. Mm -hmm. And it's a nice little blanket. And because I use four different colors, it looks real pinwheely. Yeah. Are you going to deliver it and get to meet the nibbling? Perhaps. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yes, indeed. At some point. I'm certain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I finished. Nice. Did you find any time to work on stuff this week? I've worked on You've stuff. You've been so busy. I have been very busy. It is true. But I worked on stuff. This is what I worked on. It's the Mount Pleasant top that's for you. For me? For you. Uh, so I'm knitting <laughs> this in Knit Picks Capretta, which is their MCN. And this is like a heathered mauve-ish purple, purpley lavender mauve mm-hmm. situation. And I think mm-hmm. it looks really cute. It's very I soft. I think it looks really cute too. Yeah, I'm in the uh, stockinette part. Um, still knitting in the round. So I knit this until it's nine inches. And then I split it for the front and back. Um, and I've just been working on this while I play my video game in my brief couple <laughs> hours of free time I've had. Um, I, did, I worked on this at the hospital with Chad today. So this got some work while I was waiting for <laughs> Chad to get his back injected with stuff. So, yeah, <laughs> got lots of questions about what I was making. Uh, lots of people thought it was a hat. And I was like, no, it's a top. But, yeah, I I understand it doesn't look like it's a top for me. yeah it's cute Mm -hmm. i love it i can't wait to get it on my body yeah um and then i have been working on something else that is a secret that i can't talk about oh oh yes Mm -hmm. yes indeed Mm -hmm. i've been working i've been i didn't bring it over to show but i've been working away on the ribbing on my bralette and the studio cheaply inspired stuff by big little yarn It's not exciting i barely did any work on that I mainly put in some squares on my mitered square blanket. So I had, you can see here, these are the squares that I put in. This was the Studio Ghibli pink. And then these three here were the leftovers from my blanket. I put those in and then the leftovers from my uh, Luthien socks. Right here. 
Oh, you'll be very yeah. proud of me. I have a photo shoot that I'm working out scheduling with a friend who has similar size feet to me so I can take the pictures of the socks on her feet. Yay. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah. So that's really the main thing I knit on this week. And then I crocheted away on my throw pillow cover. Yeah. Like, I've been enjoying seeing It's so cute. I like the colors you're using for it. Yeah. It really up close. It looks like somebody threw a bowl of Skittles uh, down on the table mm-hmm. and I like it, but from far away, it just looks kind of like stripey and fun. Yeah. I'm digging it. It's, it's really big and cozy now. It's just been bringing me lots of joy to just like pick what each colors are going to go in there. And I'm full of inspiration for more things that I can wrap this crochet around. Yeah. I like it. I can't stop. I dug out all my nitpicks palette and I have lots of neutrals and greens and yellows in that. So like, I'm thinking if I did that, this, this crocheted texture, this mosaic crochet texture, it would look so like earthy and Mm -hmm. stuff. So I think I'm going to play around with that next once I'm done with this, but I've been, I've been getting like a couple good inches in on this a day as I, as when the sun goes down and it gets shady on my deck, I just listen to something and sit out in my pod chair and crochet away on this. And it is just filling me with unending joy. It's so pretty. I like it a lot. I did look in my stash for you and I don't really have yarn that will fit the bill for that. Like worsted yarn. That's super. I have worsted. That's not super wash. I have a bunch of random Mm -hmm. worsted. That's not super wash. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm definitely using worsted weight acrylic. This is just going to be a pillow that my cat's probably just going to rub his butthole all over. Mm, Butthole. (laughs) Cats. You love them. Mm -hmm. I guess that would kind of lead me into acquisitions. Are we ready for acquisitions? Yeah. I caught a bunch of colors of worsted weight acrylic, as you can see here. I've already. Oh yeah. Lots of nitpicks going on. Oh, there's just a little nitpicks. It's mostly Uptown Worsted, which is what my LYS carries. It's Mm. equivalent to Nitpicks Brava, but uh, I like it. Acrylics come such a long way since the 90s for, you know, home goods, things you're going to need to wash, blankets, top notch. My knit group friends helped me pick out colors and I think they did a good job. I'm having fun. Yeah. But I also got fiber from lovely fiber coven maker. Marina, who has Rapunzel Fiber Arts, I can show off. Well, I already I got some samples in what I ordered, like this little one that I already spun up. And then there's also these roll eggs here I got as a sample. Pretty. And it's not quite coming across, but these bits are more like patina-y than gray. Mm. And I really like it. Yeah. So these are really fun. But the main things I got, I got... They come in two ounce packages of Rolags, and I'm going to crinkle here. Uh, this is the Coruscant one. I like that and one a And it's like a gradient of light grayish purple to deep purple with yellow sari silk in there. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, it's so pretty and happy. I think I already decided that I'm going to do worsted weight with this and make a hat Dana. So I think yep. this will look good next to my hair. Very good. As opposed to the other one I got, which would not show up next to my hair because it is also dark. This is the Kamina one and it's mostly like deep black with like pops of like stormy and bright blues in there. And I really love it. I have no clue what I'm going to make with this. Mm -hmm. But super jazzed on all of this. Squishy, squish, squish. Yeah. I really like her Mustafar color that she has too. I think 
Yes. I think she nailed all the, like the inspiration. Absolutely nailed it. Crushed every single one of them. It was really hard not to put the Hoth one in my cart yeah, too. Yeah, that one's awesome too. That one's really awesome. But um, as far as like, I love them all, but those were the ones that like also matched like the sort of colors I like to wear too. Mm-hmm. So excited. Yeah, I'm, I'm very strongly considering I want a sweater quantity of this little like chaos theory one, which is gray with all the pops and flex, which is really, really what I like. I like grunge and a little pop of color. Yeah, that would be a really cute sweater. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was thinking maybe just doing like just a simple standard thing, like maybe even just the so faded, but without fading and just do a little like cropped sweater. Mm-hmm. That'd be really cute. That's my first thought. Mm-hmm. We shall see. And... That is what I acquired. Did you acquire anything? No. Nice. Good yeah. job beating capitalism this week. Thanks. Awesome. Okay, cool. So that means we can do a cult corner. And yes. yay. You said that so dubiously, like maybe I might be wrong. So no, go I, <laughs> I'm just spacey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm a little spacey too. So this week for Occult Corner, I thought it might be fun to talk about magic mirrors Hmm. Um, as like a theme that comes up in folklore. I tried to steer away from just people using mirrors cleverly, like the Perseus myth or just like ordinary reflective surfaces, like Perseus using the reflective surface of his shield to defeat Medusa or Narcissus just falling in love with his reflection. Like these things are just normal reflective surfaces that people use to either you know, ill or good, but I tried to more focus on reflective surfaces that were somehow magical. So in modern like pop culture reference, there are so many magic mirror things. There is uh, the mirror of Galadriel. There is like the Snow White and then Beauty and the Beast both feature magic mirrors. There's of course the Alice and Wonderland through the looking glass, which like leads directly into the Matrix Mm-hmm. They use lots of Alice in Wonderland motifs and then like the mirror, like the gooey mirror that Neo goes through in the first one, which I think also kind of leads directly into the whole mirror world thing into the magicians. I think oh, I feel for like sure. things all kind of influence each other. So in pretty much any sci-fi fantasy, you're going to come across some sort of enchanted mirror. Because I guess, I mean, I imagine when humans first got good at metalworking and could create surfaces so like, reflective and and flat that we could see ourselves in it it must have seemed magic then it's a pretty intuitive leap from there to like oh my gosh what if it showed something other than just your reflection yeah and i mean the fact that it shows you the reverse of the image already makes it a little bit different right so it's not that much of a Mm -hmm. leap to go from like what if there's a whole other world in there but yeah that's definitely a motif of some fantasy the mirror as a portal like it functions in mm-hmm. Alice in Wonderland that mm-hmm. it's a it's not just a window into another world it's also a portal into another world yeah yeah and this stuff comes comes up in lots of things I did something interesting I feel like there's like a kernel of like somebody who's in college is like modern pop horror movie like culture thesis for their undergrad or whatever in here but I think it's interesting that there are like the two main urban legends slash horror movies featuring mirrors are Bloody Mary and Candyman. 
Mm-hmm. And the origin stories for those urban legends slash horror movies are like, there's a variety of different origin stories, but they're all rooted in either gender-based violence or race-based violence, de- you know, obviously depending on which one we're talking about. And I feel like there's like more to be mined there, but not by me, by some like enterprising film student who loves B-horror movies. Mm-hmm. So I just thought that was an interesting aspect of like the mirrors in modern horror movies. Yeah. And also, I know there's a movie in the early like teens called Oculus with um, Amy Pond in it that I watched. Just creepy haunted mirror. Creepy haunted mirrors happen all the time. Um, there's ton- also like I just kind of steered away from it because they're just regular mirrors. But like, there's tons of like human rituals around mirrors, like when people are born and when people are dying. So like, people in mirrors have a very complicated relationship. I did find something interesting i couldn't find a lot on it but apparently in chinese mythology there is this uh character who may or may not have been a real person but kind of like your your hero god king sort of a character huang di who was apparently uh, a ruler way back in the day and apparently around in 2697 bce he stopped an invasion from the mirror kingdom because apparently in uh the little bits i could glean i couldn't find anything that seemed authentic or from a non-Western source, but the little like kernels I could find was about like apparently in like Chinese folklore and mythology, like the mirror kingdom, like within the mirror, there is like all like the shadow beasts and like things that are like learning how to be human and not quite human, but apparently back in this like legendary hero King's day, like the evil, evil shapes from, from the mirror kingdom came through and tried to invade, but the hero King Huangdi defeated them. Nice. I thought was cool. Also, I tried to look into the um, the roots of scrying, or this is a hard one for me to say, catoptromancy, which is scrying is just any sort of divination involving a reflective um, surface, but captromancy uh, seems to be a little more like flat mirror based. Mm-hmm. So, and that can be. And then, so like scrying from any sort of reflective surface can be like from water. It could be from like a crystal ball too. So that's all very much related as far as like divination practice. There is a quote from a Greek about how um, at the temple of Ceres, um, and Ceres being like a domestic household grain goddess, there was a scrying practice uh for sick people to kind of like look into their future and see what their health outcomes might be which apparently involved the person who was ill dropping a little mirror on a string into a specific fountain and when the uh, mirror touched the water so you have like the water reflecting into the mirror and you look and see if you can see anything in that like whether the figure appears like fit or ill and that was kind of like what your future was thought to be And I found there's a ton of stuff in like Mesoamerican and Aztec culture about gods using mirrors and mirrors being aspects of gods. And I think they were really cool. I was just looking at pictures of artifacts. There's lots of these really cool like obsidian black mirrors, which I thought looked super rad. The black mirrors just look so cool, whether it's just a regular mirror with a black background or whether they're obsidian, it just looks neat. And like, and I was just doing like a brief Wikipedia search of mirrors coming up in Aztec folklore and just kind of the normal associations that many cultures put on mirrors associated with caves with like the underworld 
communication with the gods or eyes or shields, which is all stuff that comes up otherwise. But another connection in apparently Mesoamerican folklore with mirrors is like with rulership and power, like the idea of like the people reflected the ruler and the rulers reflect the people, you know, just thought that was cool. Like a kind of like a connection and interesting one. And then here, this is my last little fun fact is that uh, there was an Aztec mirror ended up in Elizabethan England because of imperialism, <laughs> like you do, but like famous Elizabethan court spooky guy, John D in the late 1500s had this like round of um, obsidian Aztec mirror that he used in all of his like weird magic man court advisor stuff. And he was a court advisor and astrologer to Elizabeth the first. Neat. That's fun. Yeah. Yeah, he was a he was a spooky dude, John D. in Queen Elizabeth I's court. Fun. Had an Aztec mirror. And that's kind of a basic of what I had about magic mirrors in folklore and just, you know, our history with mirrors. Cool. I had some ways that you could use a mirror in like witchy practice. Mm-hmm. So like glamour magic is a time when you would use a mirror aside from scrying obviously we're not really going to talk about scrying we'll probably talk about scrying in a whole separate episode at some point like just the process of that and how ways to do it but for glamour magic it's a lot of just like self-affirmations in front of the mirror right like you can if you want to do some healing you can like spend some time in the mirror and like don't think about any of the negative thoughts of yourself while you look in the mirror only think about positive things that you see or just positive things about yourself like I am a strong person I am a creative person and just uh, some positive things while you're looking at your reflection you can be like I really like my eyebrows or I really like the color of my cheeks or whatever it is and then also mm-hmm. a part of glamour magic you can do some like beauty magic stuff like uh when you're putting on your makeup maybe you're like imagining that you're putting on your armor or you're like giving yourself a boost of confidence when you put on your lipstick or when you brush your hair you're like brushing away bad, bad vibes um all of that kind of like little intention setting magic stuff that we've talked about that you could do like when you're stirring good luck into your coffee by stirring it clockwise you can do that kind of stuff while you're getting ready for your day too Mm -hmm. I definitely do that a couple of those practices mostly when I'm painting my nails that is my like little glamour armor that I do sometimes and I do try and like say a positive thing when I see myself in the mirror yeah It's, it's it's challenging yeah but it's good to do Uh, Yeah, I like to, when I'm, like, washing my face, I like to, like, try and relax and, like, wash away, like, sleepiness or whatever and, like, wake up by putting on my moisturizer and stuff. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Well, if you have ways that you use mirrors in your little witchy practice or have a fun story for us, let us know. Mm -hmm. We'd we'd love to hear it. Um, I guess we're just going to do a little bit of shameless self-promotion and then be on our way. So tell us about your upcoming shop update, Emily. Well, all of the stuff from my Deathly Cute pin Kickstarter is going up on my website on Friday, July 29th. So there's lots of fun stuff that you can get. You can get all of the pins, which I have a couple of here. Yeah, yeah. Here lies my motivation. Got your death tarot kitty. 
got your future ghost assorted mm-hmm. cute got your little pins yeah i got the ghost, ghost kitty, kitty charm charm there's also a mushroom charm so lots of fun stuff there is a brand new needle minder this Washi is only tape. the second needle minder i've ever made with lily valley yep two different washi tapes and a brand new bag the midnight mushroom bag which is two different sides of various fun mushrooms so you can get all of this fun stuff and earrings brand new earrings which are my cute. cute little i like them upside down, but cute little skull friends i'm wearing them right now but you can't tell because i have these headphones on <laughs> indeed but yeah so i'll have all of that stuff kitty with cupcake.com yeah, there will also be a coupon code for that Darksome Craft Market thing. So get you some spooky stuff. Sweet. Awesome. So if you are looking to find us anywhere around the internet, head on over to FiberCoven.com. You can find a link to Emily's patterns and merch, to my yarn, to our Patreon, where we have a really awesome little Discord group and some other things that maybe bubble on behind the scenes. Or if you like this podcast, we actually do a whole nother little podcast that's only for Patreon people where we talk about business stuff and what we're into at the moment and just generally ramble. So once again, if you're looking at find links to anything we're doing around these interwebs, head on over to FiberCoven.com. So until next week, Coven, keep making yarn magic. Bye. Bye. Bye.